blonde hair, uh-huh. blue eyes, right? So very Caucasian. It's and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> George Clooney? Is it George Clooney? Is, George, is this George Clooney? You know, they're very white skin and it sparkles under direct sunlight. Twilight! Edward Cullen, keep your heart out. <laughs> what if they're albinos? What if they're albinos? They're sensitive to the light and that's why they only come at night. They're attracted to like brown skinned people. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you flattered? That's fine. Two days, girl. <laughs> Hold on to your panties. All right, so <laughs> how do you how do you beat them? How do you? So um, sometimes you just have to uh, throw rice. Specifically that the is so says. boring. Yeah, specifically. So this is the boring recipe episode. Um, sometimes love can actually be a poison. They're very aggressive. No, yeah. mm. they're like if I can't have you, no one can. No one can. What does it mean when it rains on a bright sunny day? Why do I have to turn my clothes inside out every time I get lost? And why does your pantry always have to be ready with adobo ingredients at any point in time? I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm Anima. <laughs> and I'm Ice. And this, this is, is The Gods, Gods Must Be crazy. crazy. We are super passionate about Philippine um, mythology and folklore. And we want to learn about it, um, you know, with each other. Yeah. So, Every other week or so, we will be bringing stories um, that we're super interested and curious about and telling it to each other. And we'd love if you could join us. So join us to learn about where these myths come from, Mm -hmm. what are they all about, and do these myths persist till today? Okay, so today I'm going to start with a story. Story time! Yeah. All right. So... This story is called Letters From and To Frank. Okay. Okay. So the story takes place in Eastern Samar. Mm-hmm. It's um Is Frank a very Samar where I nickname? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask friends from Samar. Hello. Friends from Samar. So, Big sons. <laughs> so it's a province in Visayas. Yes. Right? Um, which is somewhere in the middle of the Philippines, mm-hmm. basically. Okay, so that's the setting. Now, this story is about a girl called Gloria. Mm-hmm. Right? So Gloria is a super pretty girl. She's um, she's always going around with her two friends. Yes. And they always walk together to and from um, their village to the town. Every morning and back again in the afternoon. So I'm guessing they go for school or something. Or like hangs. It was it was probably summertime. So yeah. Gloria and her two other friends, they were 17, they were in high school. So they're walking from their village to the town every day. So every morning they'd walk to school and then every afternoon they'd go back to their mm-hmm. village. So um, she is like super pretty. She's the prettiest of her three friends. Uh, so I guess she was super popular and mm-hmm. whatever. So one morning they were walking to the town. And then there's always this tree that they pass by every morning. What kind of tree? It, it doesn't say. Uh-huh. It doesn't say. So one day they were passing by a tree and there was this pink envelope. And 
Um, so they were curious. They were looked at when they looked at it. It had Gloria's name on it. Stalker. We. <laughs> so they were like, "This is probably you, right? Like, who else could it be?" So they opened the letter, and in the letter it said, "Sorry." So in the envelope there was a pink paper. <laughs> so the letter was also stationery collecting was a big deal back in yeah, the eighties. Scented. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it said, Hello, kitty. <laughs> it said, Dearest Gloria, you are beautiful. Please be mine. Lovingly yours, Frank. Frank. And this is super sweet, I guess. The problem mm-hmm. was, he didn't know anyone named Frank. Mm-hmm. And and so Gloria was like, I wonder who this is. And so she just like, you know, kept the letter and then went on, on their way to school. On the way back, her friends were suddenly like, hey, what if we just like reply? Like These are a- your friends with bad ideas who's <laughs> making you swipe at people that you don't like. <laughs> it's not really my type. <laughs> just try it. Just, just swipe right. Just swipe but that's, that's me. I'm that friend. That's true. That is it. <laughs> to Deirdre, I'm like, Deirdre, swipe right. Deirdre, just do it. Deirdre, just go on a date, Deirdre. No. No, but the thing is, like, I use Deirdre's account for her. And I'm just like, okay. I chatted with three guys. Just keep chatting with them. I know. You did anyway, the work. You did the work. So, uh, so her friends are like, oh my god, let's just, re- let's just reply. See what happens. So, Gloria replied. And she said, dear Frank. But, dear I have, <laughs> but I've never met you. Gloria. It's very curt. Very, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. simple reply, right? It's kind of hard, no? It's like the kind of reply that you would give if you were chatting. But for a letter, the turnover is so right? slow. And you don't... Well, there's no follow-up. There's yeah. like, but I've never met you. How about if we blah, blah, blah. No. She was just like, but I've never met you. And then so they left it on the tree. Okay. The next morning, they they passed by the tree again. And there was a reply. There's another pink envelope. And it said, Gloria Dearest. Gloria Diaz. (laughs) Dearest. Of course I will be very happy to meet you. Just tell me where. Forever yours, Frank. First off, she didn't say she wanted to meet. No, no, no. She just said I haven't met you. I've never met you. That doesn't mean I want to meet you. No, guys, assuming. Guys, those are different. Different things. If a girl says I haven't met you, the guy can say, but we could meet. And then the girl says... Frank was probably like, this will take too many letters. Like. He's like, we're not chatting. I'm running out of stationery. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's a storm coming, so, so I can't then get Gloria, the Gloria and her friends composed another letter and okay. said, Dear Frank, Gloria wanted it. it drop in at home whenever you like. Okay. Sincerely, Gloria. I don't know if she knows what she's asking, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So they left the letter in the envelope, but it was already Friday. So it was their last trip across mm-hmm. that road, I guess. And Gloria was kind of like sad that it would be the last of the letters because it would be the weekend. She wouldn't pass by. Two again. days, girl. <laughs> it, hold on to your panties. All right, so she went home. She went home. Okay. okay. And then at midnight, she woke up. And she thought her brother was calling her because uh-huh. she heard someone say, Gloria, Gloria, open the door. Uh-huh. Right? And she thought it was her brother because she knew her brother was going out like... Um, Gimmick. No, she, he was like <laughs> with his friends doing serenading, like doing okay. harana yeah. in another house. Courting so, another girl. So she thought that like she, he just came home late. But when he, she went to the door and opened it, like this stranger went inside. And he was very tall white fair complexion wavy blonde hair oh my god it's and chris hemsworth <laughs> and his eyes were gray chris hemsworth 
is Frank. It's, oh, really? it's a Hemsworth brother. It's Frank. Hemsworth. Okay, 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 okay. And she <coughs> she thought in her mind, he is the best looking man she had ever seen out of the movies in town. <laughs> so, so he had movie star good looks. Chris Hemsworth. And she was like, who are you? What are you doing here? But in her heart, she already knew who he was. And so he said, I'm Frank. You asked me to come whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then she was so shocked because she never thought that he that would, it would happen. Yeah. But then the next thing you knew, she dis- he disappeared. Okay? And then the next morning, um, Gloria's parents found her. And they just saw her talking to herself. Creepy. Right? And they were like, oh my god, what's happening? Like Gollum style, like my precious. I don't know what you're saying. They trixes us, (laughs) Prince Hemsworth. They trixes us. So. Good habits. (laughs) So they didn't let her go to school. She was like, she was, they were like, she's not well, etc. They called over like a, like a witch doctor, like an Mm -hmm. albulario. And then when the albulario saw her, he was like just shaking his head. He was like, she's not talking to herself. She's talking to her invisible lover. Yeah. So. I think we're having invisible sex. What? Do you think they were she having... She was just talking. <laughs> hey, some people talk to her. That's true. Right, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so... And so, yeah. So she was enthralled. She was put on... She was still under the spell of this guy. And so her friends obviously felt bad because all this happened because of a, a prank that they that they kind of... A prank on prank. Into doing. <laughs> and then the Albolario said, her lover is a delicate nun. Mm-hmm. And a delicate nun is like... An, an elf-like being that lives in the Dalakit tree. And mm. Dalakit is actually, you know, another word for balete. Yes. Or banyan tree. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they said the reason he's here is because she actually asked him to come and see her. And and, and so he kind of came and to get her. Now she's enthralled under his spell. Now the problem is they tried to kind of do stuff to, to help her get better and release her from the spell, but it didn't work. She never recumber- recovered. And so she died within a year. And so they say that it was because her, her Dalakitna lover Is this a true account? Took her, um, you know, to his world. Is there is this a true story? Was there um, Jessica Soho about it? <laughs> I, it's, it's part of a collection of stories. It's called uh, Legend of the Lower Gods by Maximo Di Ramos. Mm-hmm. I know that he did kind of go around the different provinces and collect stories. The thing is, actually, if you look um, online very easily, there are a lot of stories that people say... They were taken. Know, where they've had encounters with similar beings, right? So... In this particular story, it was a Dalakit non, but actually, they're they're more broadly known under the umbrella term of Encanto. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we're going to talk about today. Alright? So, um, it's a bit confusing when yes. you try to understand what an Encanto is. Because I thought Encantos were a person, like a, a, like a human with powers, like a wizard. Oh, like a... Like Harry Potter. Oh, okay, like a, okay. You know, just like a human, but like, was like, connected somehow. Like a magical human. Like a magical being. human, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yes. So the problem, th- there are several problems with the term that I have when I was looking through it, because um, it obviously has Spanish roots, right? So mm-hmm. Encanto, as a word, comes from the term Encantar mm-hmm. uh, in Spanish, which means enchanted, mm-hmm. right? Um... I think the problem is that accounts of the Encanto obviously 
started there's being a new movie recorded yeah, yeah Disney movie started being recorded um during the Spanish period mm. I think the problem is like when the Spaniards came to the Philippines and heard all of these different stories they just kind of all just lumped, lumped them, them together, together yeah. under the umbrella term Encanto so the problem is sometimes when you kind of look through the term Encanto even the the aswangs we've talked about fall under Encanto so Gal, Tikbalang, Kapra, yeah. etc. Sometimes are considered Encanto. Yeah. They are enchanted beings. Yeah. But for, for the purposes of today, I try to narrow it down into um, these beings that are almost similar to elves mm-hmm. of, uh, of other similar... Western lore. Western mythology yeah. and folklore. Um, and, and another distinction that needs to be made is there are also beings called Diwata, mm-hmm. which are sometimes considered Encantos. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least as far as I've been able to learn, Diwata is more closer, is more close to deities or gods. Demigods. Yeah. Rather minor, than... Lower, lower order gods. Yeah. yeah. Elves themselves. So they're um, mythical godlike beings. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find them, for example, in... You know, the mountain nymphs or mountain goddesses that we have. So, Maria yeah. Makiling, which we talked yeah. about in episode 2. If you haven't yes. checked that out, please feel free to do yeah. so. Um, uh, Maria Sinokuan, yep. Wom Arayat, yep. Maria Kakao, and Cebu. Um, oh, and hot chocolate. And, and <laughs> I guess it was because if you look at like the... At least what we would have as pantheons of gods, there aren't really clear hierarchical structures. It's like Hinduism. Yeah. Usually yeah. there would just be one major supreme being, and then mm. it was kind of like a flat organization. Yeah. Right. Everyone flat, else would just very be entrepreneurial. Gods. Yeah. <laughs> you have your own. You have your own area, and you're this the yeah. GM of yeah Samar. Exactly. <laughs> so sometimes, like in in some in certain. Um, cultures they actually call the gods Diwata themselves oh, okay. right um, but for I, I think that the Encantos originated closer to the Anitos because mm. Anitos are basically um, so in an animistic uh, religion which which is um, generally people believe pre-colonial Philippines uh, yeah. started with um, it was believed that the spirits of dead ancestors yes. served as intermediaries with the gods. Yes. So initially, the gods themselves would interact directly with human beings. Yes. But eventually, there were just too many people. And so the gods were like, this is too much Oh no. Work. They need a call center. I need to rest. <laughs> so they started using the ancestor spirits as um, you know intercessories. And for many, for many gods and goddesses also, yeah. there's uh, sometimes they use the babaylan. Mm. As the inter- intercessors, yeah, like uh, who would pray for them, and the Babylon still had like direct contact, but only with, them with the gods, with the gods, yeah. yeah. But but at least you know more available to everyone would be the Anitos, and yeah. there would be different kinds of Anitos um, yeah. governing different like areas. So we can cover that in a separate episode because it's mm-hmm. a whole other topic in itself. But I do think it kind of originated from that because these were generally. You know, sometimes they would be benevolent, sometimes they would be malevolent. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, they would be guarding certain like sacred environmental areas, etc. So if, if if you look at the description of my, my screaming baby, <laughs> screaming baby downstairs, <laughs> she's downstairs and we can still hear her through the wood panels. Oh my goodness! 
So encantos, encantos are known mostly as environmental spirits, and ah. that means they exist in trees, natural things in the environment. So like giant trees, for example. Sometimes a big boulder. Sometimes a of, boulder. Yeah. Sometimes a mound of earth. Um, somewhere beside. Are duendes encounter encantos? If you try to use the blanket term encanto, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but at least for the purposes of what we talk about, there are another classification that kind of say they they can take human form, or okay. they're more known to take human form. Okay. Okay. Um, sometimes you know, in some accounts, they include sirens, like sirena. As, as part of the encantos. I never knew that we had our indigenous sirena. I always thought it was like a borrowed... A borrowed... But then shokoy is... I love the word shokoy though. Right. <laughs> okay. So sirenas are close to like the sirens Mermaid. or, yeah. or mermaids. Um, and shokoy is kind of like the male equivalent. But they don't look like they got legs. They kind of look like Luca in the Disney cartoon. They're very scaly. scaly. They have, like, they have gills like, for ears and yeah. stuff like and that. And they have webbed hands and they have feet yeah. and tails. Yeah. But I just like the word yeah. shoko. So there, there's just so many stories about Encanto. So I had to narrow it down okay. for today. So today we will focus on the humanoid, human looking. Elfish. Elvish. Elvish. Uh, so think like, you know, Galadriel type. Uh-huh. Legolas. And, and literally Galadriel type because in a lot of the descriptions, they are fair skin, white skin, blonde hair, uh-huh. blue eyes. Right? So very Caucasian in I the description. Which from. makes me wonder, are they really indigenous to the Philippines? Or did they really just come about Or maybe like a, a handful of them of came. And then because aside from the Spanish during the 16th century, it was the Dutch who came. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so they're known. The Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> hey, there are historical accounts. No, for example, sorry, this is an aside, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, they were here for like four or five years. The Kapampangans. So there's a province in central Luzon called Pampanga, and it was actually one of the biggest provinces yes. before before it got cut off. They gave. They were given. Preferential treatment by the Spaniards because they helped defend the Philippines from Dutch invaders. Ooh. Well, not help defend the Spanish control of the Philippines mm-hmm. from Dutch invaders. And actually, one of the famous, um, I'm not sure if he was a Datu, but one of the famous rulers from Pampanga who helped with the Dutch um, uh, invasion. Wait, was it the Dutch invasion or like the Kapampangan revolt? But it was like one of the favorite. He 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 carried favor with the Spaniards for helping suppress revolt. I think uh-huh. was a Makapagal. <gasps> yeah, I was looking oh. up the history of Pampanga and I was like, what? what? Okay, that's another thing to unpack at a later. Right. <laughs> so, I was shocked. Yes. As, as a Kapampangan, I was right. We'll, okay. we'll unpack that separately. But yeah. there are a lot of different names that we have for Encanto again. Because actually, like the Eswang, they're a bit more um, uh, ubiquitous mm-hmm. throughout the Philippine yep. archipelago. So in Waray, they're called Aghoy or Dalakit Non, mm-hmm. right? Which means from the Dalakit or Balete tree. Mm-hmm. Dalakit is such a nice onomatopoeic word. Right? Dalakit. Yeah. Uh, in Agusan, they're called Dayangdam. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of the Hispanized um, regions, like you know Bicol, Manila, um, Encantada or Encantado. Mm-hmm. Right, um, in in Zambales they're called Kamanati Daplak. Mm-hmm. In Iloko they're called Kibaan. Mm-hmm. 
in Ilongot, they're called palasekan. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Hiligaynon, for example, they're called the tamao. And we'll, we'll talk specifically about okay. the tamao mm-hmm. um, a bit later. All right. So they, they are said to have appearance that's very close to humans. But like I said, I think one of the things that's very interesting about this creature is, you know, they're not like the gory aswang that we've yeah. talked about in other episodes. They... A lot of them appear to have like blue eyes or, yeah. or like gray eyes. Oh my god, what if they're albinos? What if they're albinos? They're sensitive to the light and that's why they only come at night. When we talk about the tamao, it's very interesting. Okay, okay, okay. But in, in general, I think based on what I've read, it's it's like, you know, your typical Caucasian elves is kind of the, the, the image that yeah. I, I got. Right, um, but there are certain features that make it a bit unusual. So yeah. sometimes they have very high bridge noses. Sometimes they they don't have a philtrum. Yeah. So if you if you touch the upper part of your lip, there's like a depression that's under your nose, right? These beings don't have that, and so it's like a flat surface because they have your upper lip. fetal alcohol, alco- fetal alcohol syndrome. So the parents, because they drink all the time, <laughs> they drink all the time like white people do. They drink while they were pregnant, and so they have fetal alcohol syndrome. Do they also have thin lips? What do you lips? mean they drink all the time like white people do? Drinking is not that's true. That's <laughs> not specific to white people. Guilty. <laughs> so in the Bagobo. Um, Believe they, they they actually classified the, the, it into separate sexes. So the female is called Tahamaling. Tahamaling. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. They said it's said to have a red complexion. Red. Yeah, and the male counterpart is called the Mahumanai, which has a fairer complexion. Um. So as I said earlier, they're they're known to dwell in like you know big natural um, structures structures so yeah. like large rocks large trees sometimes shadows that have human form or shape mm-hmm. are supposed to contain uh, encantos like my shadow like if I made a shadow it'll live maybe there? like a shadow that just randomly exists that has a human shape so for example if it's like a random uh, tree with like leaves around it and but the shape shadow of the looks shadow like human. looks like a human yeah I've then seen that has an encanto in it okay right Peter Pan yes <laughs> so uh, but to people that they're friends with mm. because they're sometimes friendly with certain um, human beings mm. when you see their dwellings it's like huge mansions and like and, and oh, I saw. I heard about this in one of those TV Patrol episodes. Like you what? think it's a mound of, you think it's like a, a, a tree hollow, mm. and then when you step in, it's like a palatial mansion. Yeah, yeah. And and so they they sometimes like to stick close to humans. Yeah, I was asking about like, like aren't there enough of them? And why do they like kidnapping humans so much? Like we're not that special. <laughs> we're not that special. But in some accounts, they say like they're attracted to like brown skin. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you flattered? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. So sometimes an encanto may, may get attached to someone, right? Mm-hmm. And it depends on the nature of the encanto. They can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if a good encanto is attracted to you, they, that's when you, they say that like an extremely lucky person 
has a good Encanto by their side. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely favored by the Encantos. And so, when you visit, like, their homes, it's like these big palatial mansions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But if a bad Encanto is attracted to you or attached to you, then you have bad luck, mm-hmm. you can get sick. I had a teacher. Things. I had a teacher mm. that they said she was single for a long time. Okay. And then she had her, her hair was past her waist. And she's this little lady. And so we always said, like, Miss, why don't you cut your hair, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, because there's an Encanto who favors her. And every time she cuts her hair, she gets, like, deathly sick. (gasps) Until she gets married. And then, so very recently, she and a couple of other teachers from my high school came to Singapore. And I reached out to them and I bought them dinner and everything. Her hair was not super short, but, like, up to her shoulders. And I said, you finally cut your hair. Is it Encanto? She's like, yeah, no, when I got married, he just went away. And so I got to cut my hair. And she said she first cut it like really, really short <gasps> for the first time since she was like 10 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. That reminds me of the story I, I read where um, this guy caught the attention of an Encanto lady. Mm. And so she tried to kind of bring him to her home. So here's what happens, right? So let's say you encounter one. They will invite you back to their place. So this guy, he he met this like beautiful lady, mm-hmm. and I mean naturally, like, are you going to say yeah. no? He was like, yeah, sure, let's go to your place. What so, is the what is the Filipino term? It's like um, yung yung patukanay lumapit sa manok. <laughs> it's the it's the bird seed that came up to the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so he he would he went to her house to her house, and she she had like a feast. And she was she didn't trying, eat the food in the she was trying to get him to eat yeah, yeah, yeah. part of the food but but he he remembered a story that he was told where uh, they said don't eat anything that they offer you yeah, yeah. otherwise you'll get trapped there so he's like oh no I'm not hungry I'll just go back um, and the the girl kept trying to get him to stay with her like mm-hmm. just be with me we can be together and all of that and he was like no I can't and so the encanto was like okay fine I will let you go. If on, only if you promise that you're not gonna get married while you're young. Okay. And so he was like, "Okay, I promise." So in his entire in the entirety of his youth, he had a lot of like lovers, um, lovers, but he never married them, and he only got married eventually when his hair got white, because the Encanto finally released him from from their promise. Yeah, my teacher got married. I think she was already in her forties. I mean, yeah. was it just his excuse though? Like, oh, I can't. Was he a playboy? Right? <laughs> was he just was like, he a playboy? Was it just his commitment issues? George Clooney? Is it George, George Clooney? Is George? Is this <gasps> George Clooney? See, <laughs> mm-hmm. when he got when he, he got like super great, yeah, because he's super lucky. Mm. Super lucky. Lots of girlfriends. How can we very lots of money? Does he have a large palette tree? Yeah, you know, I don't know, but he has a large palatial home in Lake <laughs> And then when he was very old in his 50s, that's when he got married to, like, a really fabulous lady. That's true. Right? It's George Clooney. That's interesting. I, that, the, the not eating in the underworld is very... It's very similar to the... Persephone. Persephone, yeah. Oh, she ate a pomegranate? She ate a pomegranate. She yeah. ate four. She's six. Four. Six? Because six, that's how much she, time she has to spend mm-hmm. in the underworld. Or nine. But so, like, no Winter spring, months. Winter months, yeah. So six, maybe. And in some versions, it's like, don't eat any of their food. In other versions, it's like, they will serve you white rice 
or like dark rice. <gasps> so it's the unclean rice, like unrefined rice. Or healthier rice. Which is actually healthy. It has yeah. B, vitamin B1, guys. Yeah, Come on, it's healthy. Our recipe for this episode is how to make mountain rice. <laughs> <laughs> and they said like, don't get that because that actually, those are actually worms. Ew, no, but it's healthier. <laughs> this is why diabetes is a rising health this is why issue I in the feel, Philippines. This is why I feel a lot of the Encanto stories have heavy American influence. Yeah. It has to be in the American era because like blonde, random, Caucasian, well, Spanish also, I guess. No, no, no. The The only people, the only if you think about it, the only Spanish people who came here were priests. Were priests and priests but are usually... But there were accounts of Encantos from like the 16th century, no, 16th, 17th, 18th century. That's fair. Right? That's fair. What um, if Vikings came here? Because they're also it's blonde so far. and tall. Can they, they survive in the heat? Is my question. That's the question. I don't think no, they would. No, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's not take into account the fact that how do you circumnavigate from freaking Scandinavia? Hey man, they got to China. Through the land. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, travel through China and, and then, then and then Hong Kong <laughs> and then Taiwan so and then Bananas. so far to Samar yeah, it's so far what do we do there's no Roro but, but it's so funny because there are certain accounts even where they said that um if like this this girl like went with an Encanto and he drove her in his sports car what they met in a dance and he drove her. He drove her in his sports car and brought her to his mansion. And so I feel like it, if I try to think of the social function of the Encanto stories, stay away from white people. Yeah, I, <laughs> that. But also, it's like maybe like the communities trying to get people to keep to themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. maybe when the Spanish and Americans came, they would like I guess lure. <laughs> the women away yeah and so they were like don't go with them they're like bad spirits or whatever so just stay with your own kind and stuff that's like that. fair that's fair they'll steal your soul and marry specific. you because it's very specific yeah it is but the characteristic is even so specific there's no other creature that I've read so far that, that you know is so very Caucasian yeah <laughs> in yeah, yeah. description it's true there aren't no there aren't any no gods or goddesses have very Caucasian features yeah. And their clothes too, right? Aren't there like a lot of depictions of their clothes that how, how they're like more voluminous or more finely made and they don't wear clothes that, that normal people wear? Um, I, I don't think I've noticed that. To be fair, there are certain accounts like the Tamao, mm. right? Um, where they actually wear fancy bahags or loincloth tight. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I guess it's like if you're lured by like these, um, uh, what's this? This fair complexion, blonde hair creatures might be an encounter. <laughs> but so in general, that's what encounters encounters are known for. Yeah. Right? That. So if encounters lived in present day, they would be Reina Elena in Santa Cruz. <laughs> but if they like you, they would try to steal you away as yeah. much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't like you, then you would have bad luck. You could get sick. So a lot of sicknesses were actually associated. Yeah, they would say na encanto ka. Yeah. 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 So people who either would go mad with delirium. Mm-hmm. Um, they, sometimes they would say, like, if a hunter, let's say, goes back home and he's, like, you know, a bit mad. Um, they say that he rejected a lover, <gasps> an Encanto lover. Um, they do not take, they're very aggressive, no? Yeah. Mm. They're like, if I can't have you, no one can. No one can. Was that Japanese animator? Sundere? Yandere? 
I didn't know that was a thing. No. It's a trope in Japanese anime, I think, where um, yandere means you like someone to the point of almost like destroying creepiness. Like, if I can't have you, no one can. It's called obsession. (laughs) That's scary. So, that's what we're going for. But, uh, what was I going to say? How do you how do you beat them? How do you? So um, sometimes you just have to uh, throw rice. What? So (laughs) there are certain accounts. There are certain (laughs) accounts where, for example, some people if you if you trespass their territory, let's say you forget to say tabi tabi po, which is like, can I ask permission to pass by? Yeah. If you you if you forget to ask permission and then you trespass their territory, they would either like put dust in your eye (gasps) or like you would get sick. You get lost. You get lost. You get get rashes or like a permanently twisted lip, which is random. Um, that's Bell's palsy. <laughs> and, and so, no, I remember. I remember there was someone in Batangas who had like some a, either a stroke or Bell's palsy, or like a stroke. I think like a straight out stroke. And people would say like, "Oh, na encanto yan." Yeah. Si ganyan, ganyan. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think like in general sicknesses that they can't explain away easily. Yeah. They attribute to you know spirits that you displease. Yeah. So if you trespass a territory and something happens to you. Typically, you would get like a albulari or folk healer to come and they would throw rice in the area to kind of apologize. Okay. In certain accounts, I remember I, I went to this website. Oh gosh, I wish I remembered with which website it was. And someone kind of writ, wrote down their own account where okay. she said that um, she was watching over her sister. And um, one day she noticed like her sister was talking to herself. So she, was, she was so scared. And I think she had a third eye. She's like, I think that, that Encantos are trying to get my sister. So she told her sister, hide in my room. I'll keep you there. But when she came back, she, she could suddenly like, like talk to the Encantos. They were talking to her and they were like, we are keeping her. You're, not, you're never going to get her back, etc. So... Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I gasped and then sucked in lava into my esophagus. So she took rice and salt and threw it all over her room. Mm-hmm. And that got rid of the encantos. And then when they eventually got an actual um, albulario to visit their house and kind of cleanse it, the albulario was like, wow, you're re- really strong because it wasn't just one or two encantos. There was like a whole army of encantos who were oh here my goodness. trying to get their sister. Oh my goodness. So. There was, I have a, we had a friend. Uh, That's the thing about these stories. They exist for as old as at least we have records of it, like 16th yeah. century. But even until today, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. would get stories from people who say yeah. that they've encountered um, these beings or they know someone who has encountered yeah. these beings. My, my, I have a friend, mm. yeah, PNG friends. Um, and we were hanging out at their house and um, she said that uh, a feng shui or not even just a feng shui but like a like a witch doctor told her that there was a weird feeling in one of her guest rooms and then when people go to the guest room's room uh, when they stay over they get sick and so Mm -hmm. he says to see if you have encanto get like a thing of salt of sea salt Mm -hmm. like a like a little tumbler of it and you put it by the door Mm -hmm. and you wait overnight and Mm -hmm. if it becomes darker Mm -hmm. then you have an encanto there and it did and she had test control so she had one thing of right of 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 salt in the guest room and then she had one in her bedroom and then she had one in like the bathroom and only the one in the guest room turned um grayish grayish and blackish and i said maybe you have mold 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's a black mold that makes but people sick. Salt doesn't mold. I have no Does idea. It? No, it's not because it's antibacterial. So the funny should... thing is, um, they hate salt. They don't like salt in the food. So one characteristic thing, which is so random, one character, but again, it could actually be a Western thing. They don't like salt. So like they're, they're they, not Americans. They Americans love Spanish. They say that they have the finest food, but no salt. And I guess the Filipinos were so offended. Like no salt. It's so tabang. It's so bland. Yeah, Filipinos are. You know. You know how like if you're around a certain place and then you go somewhere else and then the place smells different and even the people smell different, right? Yeah. And so. We Filipinos are very sensitive to what other people smell. Like when I tell you, like, oh, it smells like Hong Kong. Like there's this particular smell. When Filipinos smell a particular way to other people. Exactly. We so, smell like garlic, apparently. We smell like garlic. We smell like the sea, mm-hmm. malansa. Fishy smell. Fishy. We have a fishy smell. We have garlicky a garlicky smell. smell. And then we have, there's another uh, laundry detergent smell. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be. <laughs> no, no, because they say Filipinos like just like wash up their clothes a lot. Some people have like no, but I do think that we are so sensorial. We we like yeah. very intense scents. Yeah, I like a lot of intense scents, and I, I in our laundry laundry detergents. Yeah, you know, as sure. someone who works in fabric and home care, I know <laughs> can confirm that. Um, I lost my train of thought. So salt, they don't like salt. That's how so you do one you of fight the ways them with salt. That you can one of the ways that you can appease them. Say you displease an encanto. So this Alvolario asked for like. Um, a white chicken with white legs. Chickens don't have white legs. So you have to find a white chicken with white legs, cook it, serve it on a bowl of white rice. Don't put, and it's specifically that the instructions. That is so boring. Says, yeah, specifically. So this is the boring recipe episode. <laughs> the instruction specifically says do not include salt, do not have any garlic, do not have any ginger. Like, so it's just water? So Boil it in water and rice? Then and steamed chicken. It's like chicken rice. Chicken rice with no flavor. That's so boring. And sometimes if you want like uh, to prevent uh, an encanto from following you, obviously there are things called agimat or yes. anything and thing. Yes. We call them like lucky charms, yes. for example. Um, and it's usually a blessed or sacred kind of, um, you know, pendant charm. or yeah. charm that you carry around with you. Uh, blessed by a witch doctor and a bolario. We'll cover that in a further episode. Yeah, that's I got a separate a whole book on it. Yeah. Item in and of itself. Sometimes you pin a young ginger on your shirt. Huh? Hmm. There's a catholicized interpretation of Encanto, obviously. Okay. Is it the devil? So they're fallen angels. Mm. <laughs> so they lost the war against heaven and then they uh, landed on the trees, the rivers, the rocks. Oh, they literally they fell. There. Yeah, they literally fell. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and so they got trapped there. Okay. Um, and so actually one of the interesting practices in some areas, I forgot which one, is the, the mananambas or the shamans would not to be confused by manananggal mananambal shaman type people they would go into caves Mm -hmm. during holy thursday and good friday specifically because that's when jesus is dying or dead in order to commune with the encantos and acquire the power of healing diseases or combating evil spirits that's kind of so it's kind of like how the shamans recharge 
Ooh. Like, I guess when the veil closes in a way, because Jesus is like... Um, Being whatever. Yeah, like shrouded and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, they would go and like recharge their power. And get the power I've heard of this in Mount Banahao. That's what they do. Yeah. And so that's a funny thing, right? Although a lot of people, um, you know, are afraid of Encantos, they would also just, you know, they, they'd want to get like the good luck that some Encantos yeah. actually bring. Yeah. 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 I believe it. Yeah, because because again, if you're blessed, right? They're they're very generous and they can give you power and riches. It's like again in Trese, mm. in the, a lot of the spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it, but like <laughs> the bad guys in Trese are not necessarily the gods or the goddesses per se, but it's mm. the it's the humans who make deals with the Encantos for their own benefit. Yeah. And they call them, it's funny, I, I guess it doesn't translate, but in English they say like, oh, this is, the Encanto will say, this is my familiar. Like the human is their familiar, but they are the patrons of the human. Dang. Yeah, like I'm like a frog. <laughs> Dang. I have a familiar, see, I'm a witch. Yeah, there's a frog who always visits Adam yeah. every now and then. And we have birds and, and bugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the last bit of the... The, the last bit of story I want to share is actually about the Tamao. Okay. And the Tamao is the term that the Hiligaynons, the people from Panay, have mm-hmm. um, for the Encantos. But they have a very specific interpretation mm-hmm. um, of, of it. So I, I wasn't able to find this in um, like actual books. Tamao. I saw it somewhere online. So maybe it's someone from there who relayed their own interpretation or stories that they've heard. But so... They said that the Tamao is kind of an evil encanto, but they're extremely handsome with very pale skin, almost like super white. And they have light colored hair and fat, so kind of albino like. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> white Whiter hair. Than Chris Hemsworth. White hair, white skin. You know, in some versions of the story, they said that, oh, the skin was so pale and translucent that He's an while, albino. while they were. Like drinking water, I could see the water flowing down his throat. That's not the Tamao, it was someone else. It was another Encanto, but yeah. Wow. So this one, sorry, this one, you know, they're very white skin and it sparkles under direct sunlight. Twilight! Edward Cullen, keep your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> they live mainly near the sea or bodies of water. How and, are they so white if they're in the beach? Huh? How are they so white if they're by the beach? I don't I don't know. Um, albino. <laughs> I, I, I'm going with this albino theory. But but so unlike the other uh, Encanto stories that I've, that, that I've uh, read about, these ones are the ones near the sea. Okay. Because typically, because so most of the other Encantos we've talked They're about, they forest. don't like salt. Yeah. So actually, they don't even like salt water. Uh-huh. So they say actually, um, for, 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 for fishermen to prevent, um, you know, encountering um, these spirits, you put like bamboo crosses on your fishnet. If you're fishing in salt water, oh, but if you're uh, sorry, if fishing in fresh water, like in streams, but if you're fishing in salt water, you don't need to because they don't like salt water. So the mm. Tamao is different, at least in this story, because they do live near the sea. Oh. Um, and so Filipino fishermen used to offer meat and other delicacies to the Encanto mm. by throwing it into the sea mm-hmm. after like a really good catch to say kind of like thank you for letting mm-hmm. us fish in your waters. Now, the thing about the Tamawa, which makes them extra malevolent, is they cannot reproduce uh, oh. females. They're only guys. Yeah, they're all men. And so they actually are known to lure mortal women 
oh. so that they could procreate. Oh, yeah. Spanish priests. <laughs> See? Was there someone who said that the encantos were actually based on some of the friars? I don't remember where. Oh, I haven't heard that, I but I would believe it. I would 100% believe so, it. So the description is, for, for the Tamawas, are, um, they're clad in gold and they wear a potong or a crown and a bahag, which is like a G-string mm-hmm. or like a loincloth, um, like the nobles of pre-colonial Visayas. Oh, very fancy outfits. Um, they are extremely alluring, uh, but are mostly pictured as non-muscular, beautiful men. Oh, with pale, colored eyes, fair complexions, and golden hair. Skinny. And boys. again, no filter. And sometimes they have like leaf-shaped ears. Yes. So leaf-shaped. It's, it's really, uh, you know, the elves of like yeah, Lord of the Rings. Very, very Galadriel. Huh? Who's um? Who's uh, dad? Uh, oh gosh. I Elrond. Elrond. But Elrond's um, Elrond's half human. Really? Yeah. He's uh, is he? Is that true? I don't think so. Either Elrond or or Arwen is part human. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Elrond, I think. Because Elrond is the 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 son of Galadriel. He's a council member, right? So he yeah, yeah, he can't be. Well, we don't know. Maybe they're more inclusive we'll look it up. in those times. We'll look it up. So, but here's the thing. So they said that um, love, love. So they they lure mortal women with them, right? But mm-hmm. um, sometimes love can actually be a poison, and maybe this is what happens when they separate from their kind to live mm-hmm. with mortal women. Because what happens is when they fall in love with a mortal, the handsome and attractive features would fade, and his pale skin would darken and wrinkle. And then he would lose his fangs and his claws, and eventually he, he had fangs and claws. Yeah. Okay. I forgot I... to mention that fangs and claws. He had fangs and like golden claws. His claws were gold. It's vampire. But, but all of those features would, would eventually disappear. fade and wither if he stayed with with the mortal lady. Ah, and that's just an excuse. That's like okay. He's this guy comes along, gets the woman pregnant, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm he doesn't pregnant. have melanin." Please, of course, it's me. Stay with me. And then she said, "He says, no, I can't stay with you because if I stay with you, I won't be beautiful anymore." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." But you know what this reminds me of? Um, there is a version in the Philippines of you know this one princess. Um, is it this one princess? Something like that. This one maiden story where mm. this guy um, walks like somewhere in the forest and then he sees a swan mm-hmm. uh, swimming. And then the swan sheds its feathers. Mm-hmm. It, it turns out it's wearing a feather dress. It's actually secretly it's Bjork. a beautiful maiden. Okay, not Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> and so what he does is he steals the feather dress <gasps> oh, no. of the swan maiden. Uh-huh. And then he asks her to marry him. Okay. And she has no clothes, so she has no choice. She yeah. agrees. I don't know if she actually loves him or not. She agrees. They have a kid. Mm-hmm. But she's very homesick because she wants to, like, yeah. you know, be with her family again and whatever. So one... And they eventually have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, the guy goes out hunting. And the girl... Um, finds her dress. Finds her dress. Mm-hmm. And so she wears it again and escapes. And he never sees her again. Yeah. Was she Encanto? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, she's a swan, swan spirit. It it reminds me of those uh those Japanese folklore. Yes, where it's a crane usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the crane lady. Also, there's like a selkie story like that too. 
There's a yeah. Song of the Sea, which is this cartoon where like mm-hmm. the mom is the selkie, and she and she had her seal coat, and then when she was near death, she wanted to return to the sea, so she got her seal coat and she disappeared. But the little daughter also turns into a selkie. Oh, nice! It's very cute. It's the animation is really nice. I think you showed this to me. Yeah, it's really, I think it's on streaming now, so you can you can see it on either Netflix or something. Yeah. But cool. there, that's the you know. There's so many. That's of them. that's the that's what the summary this? of what I could tell you about Encanto. There's so many more stories, but but like is the so the social function of Encanto is just so you keep within your own, I uh, guess. Wait, so I think the broad, the broad function, which is similar to Anitos, right, is mm-hmm. respect the environment. Yes. Um, don't take much more than you need. Uh-huh. Um, you know, protect the sacred spaces. You know, don't encroach too much into envir- the you know the the natural spaces in the environment and protect them. And similar to you know other other um, other beings like Anitos, for example. In general, it's just about respect. Yeah. Um, the second part I think is to just explain the kind of unexplainable. Yeah, happenings like yeah, diseases and diseases that cannot be explained boils, um and and you allergies. know people who are just like you know doing so well why are, why is yeah. this person so lucky and why do they yeah get because everything? like it's a sort of like and I, think, I don't know if it's crab mentality mm-hmm. like it's easier to say na parang, oh they're lucky because of some supernatural reason rather than saying like no they're lucky because they work really hard and they're smart yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and and then the third one I think eventually evolved out of that this whole piece on you know <laughs> don't be lured by the white people don't be lured by the white people it's a broad sorry it's a broad generalization of it but I guess it's the whole like keep to your communities yeah people community. who look different aren't trustworthy yeah, stick to people like you etc and I think it's something that, that it's not I'm not really surprised that that's that's the lesson and that's the whole takeaway that one should have like I do think like as a people not just the Philippines, but like in Southeast Asia, mm. people are still very regionalistic, mm. surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and it's like sometimes, sometimes Philippines as a whole, you forget that there are over 50 languages, not dialects, like languages. And people are like very different from place to place. Yeah. And would hate to be mistaken for any other nationality, any other region. Right, like so, people in Cebu don't want to be said that they're Bisaya. Yeah. People in Iloilo don't want to be called Bisaya, um, or people from, for example, Pampanga don't want to be said like, oh, is that like near? Is it that Tarlac? Not necessarily. So you know, mm. it's interesting, but also very isolating. I think. I, I and I, I mean, I get the part where you know these. Elvish fairy-like creatures are so mesmerizingly beautiful that you can't help be, but be like allured by them. But mm-hmm. why do they have to be fair-skinned? Yeah, blonde hair. Like there are very beautiful. Yeah, brown-skinned, yeah. black-haired, black-eyed people. And I'm surprised, but they're not. You know, they're not. The, the, you don't hear a lot of stories where encantos are. Look no. like us? No, I. Wait, but it's funny because gods and goddesses look like us. Yeah, gods and goddesses have our That's characteristics, true. right? Our gods yeah. and our pre-colonial gods and goddesses, dark skin, dark hair, black mm-hmm. eyes, dark. You know, very like the color, the uh, you know, skin, the color of the sea, skin, the color of the. N- very rarely 
it's a white person. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's just like I just didn't research deep enough. I just couldn't find any. I was trying to look for some. That's the thing about it. And the closest it. I could get was similar to was actually the Maria Makilang story yeah. that we talked about, where she did you know lure men into her hut. Yeah. Um. But but again, she's not representative of the yeah. encantos in most folklore. Yeah. And the thing and. That's also the, the downside of the reason why a lot of accounts of yeah. pre-colonial uh, hi- history or mythology doesn't exist is because we we did have a system of writing, but we didn't write in things on things that, that were permanent. lasting. Yeah, so <laughs> so ancient Filipinos, pre-colonial Filipinos would write on wood, leaves, bamboo. Because we were so into like biodegradable. <laughs> yeah, we are. We <laughs> sustainability, circular economy, you know. <laughs> no printing, no rocks. We also didn't have stone. We didn't really have stone. That's surprising to me. Yeah, we didn't have stone. That's why we don't have like stone well, to be structures. Fair, this is mostly tropical rainforest yes. before. Yeah. So there weren't a lot of. Unless you lived in the mountains, I guess. No, even then, it's still just sandstone and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But there. Yay. So this has been our foray into the world of the Encantos. Given their wide variety, we definitely weren't able to cover everything, but we hope you were able to pick up something new or interesting from today. Do you have any Encanto stories of your own or people you know? Or particular kinds of Encantos you're interested in? If so, let us know and we might cover it in a future episode. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Maybe stay away from dubiously attractive people with flashy sports cars who insist on feeding you black rice. And we'll see you next time. This has been an episode of Gods Must Be Crazy. We hope you liked uh, the episode. Um, There will be a full list of sources in the description. Obviously, a large part of it is uh, oral tradition, but we've tried as much as possible to get um, closest to the you know most reliable source uh, available um, so just check it out uh, if you're interested in learning more about these things follow us on instagram at godsmustbecrazy.pod send us a dm if you have any suggestions or any other myths or stories that you want us to cover or if you have any corrections we might be open to those yeah, as well. <laughs> we'd love to hear, um, you know, if you have any other kind of information, any other interesting tidbits about the topics that we covered today. You know, we're learning along with you um, about these things. We'll also try um, when we can to kind of share a bit more information um, or background of what we cover in the episode. Like, for example, who is Garda for Sosa? For those of you who don't know, <laughs> what is the recipe for Tinola? We'll try to include that uh, as part of the uh, content. So do, do please join us there. We're going to be releasing episodes maybe twice a month. Bi-weekly, maybe, they'll, if it happens. They'll come. There's enough stories. <laughs> um, and so please do follow, subscribe, download, review, rates on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. See ya.